Hello, all my creepers and my creepettes. Hey, guys. Welcome back for another one. Let me kind of explain where the idea for the tonight's episode came from. <laughs> Sounds like you're making it complicated now. <laughs> so this past weekend, we went to the Medieval Times. Oh, yeah. For my birthday. Yeah. And it was awesome. Now, when I was a kid, there was a torture chamber museum there. And uh, I really wanted to go in there, but I was not old enough. I think you had to be 13 to get a ticket. But then when we went back, it's closed now, Mm -hmm. which makes me sad. But that was the inspiration for tonight's episode. We're talking about torture devices. And I'm going to go ahead and throw out this trigger warning. So we are talking about torture. And it's very brutal. It's very gross. It's very nasty. It's going to be rough. But also, we have dark humor. Yeah, so uh, if you if you want to stick around for this one, we'll have lots of fun. Uh, if this is not your cup of tea, we'll see you on the next one. Which one do you want to talk about first? So I think we should get into, uh, this is probably the oldest one. One of the oldest. But it's also probably one of the most famous. And that is The Rack. Oh, man. What was that show we watched that was talking about the rack? It's like Ancient Discoveries. It's an old History Channel show. Like, it's a pretty old History Channel show. We had to find it on YouTube. I was telling one of my friends about this earlier, but the way that they described the damage the rack can inflict, it just, it hit me different. Because I guess you could say I have a pseudo-medical background. I am no means a doctor anything like that i have an interest in the medical field and that was kind of how they described um, the injuries from being put on the rack yeah they were they were definitely looking into what sort of damage it could cause this was actually not meant to be lethal though it could be what do you mean the rack was developed in ancient greece it was a means of punishing slaves and non-citizens the intentions were not to kill the person it was meant as a just a punishment. Trying to get information? Oh, in later periods, yes. But I think this was just a, your slave tried to run away. Ah. This is the punishment for it kind of thing. The rack's been used basically ever since then in fairly significant times of history. It was used to get a confession for an attempted assassination of Alexander the Great. It was used to get a confession for an attempted assassination of Emperor Nero of Rome. It was used during the Spanish Inquisition, and it was used extensively in Great Britain. Mm -hmm. So if you are not familiar with what the rack looks like, it it looks like a ladder that you're tied to. Your hands are tied above your head, and your feet are tied at the bottom. And there's a system of cranks that are turned and you your body just gets stretched out what kind of injuries could you expect from that so that was what got me in their descriptions about the rack because i mean we know basic tears people apart cool but they go into talking about how we know that we would assume the joints are the weakest points that would be torn apart first and it goes into the tendons and how the tendons are your muscles that attach to bone And then you have the ligaments that are bone to bone. And it starts to pull it apart. Well, at the same time, there's a guy 
that has built Iraq. And they're testing it out. Oh, yeah. But they have, um, they had a pig carcass. It was a leg. Right. Specifically. It was specific, but they got it off of a pig carcass. And they had the leg tied up to where it would be pulling apart the knee joint. Mm -hmm. So they are cutting from... Their experiment to this guy explaining what is happening. Oh my gosh. So the whole time that dude was talking, he had these weird things on it. I was just thinking of Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like that. <laughs> but in the 90s. Yes. <laughs> but you can hear that pig leg being torn apart while he's explaining extensively what hap- is happening. So they, they say that the muscle fibers... Is what starts to tear first, mm-hmm. and they just fray out from each other until eventually that's just ripped off of the bone. Mm-hmm. And then you would think that the leg or the ligaments would go next, but they're basically just like elastic bone, right? And then it snaps mm-hmm. right at the femur, right at the weak point. It just snaps just like that, right on the growth. They basically were saying how the the joint itself was fine. Mm-hmm. It was because- a little stretched. It was a little stressed (laughs) but but overall like that that joint would have been perfectly fine Mm -hmm. yep but you're hearing it as they're explaining it and it was almost too much to watch (laughs) it was pretty intense but overall it was a pretty interesting little documentary Mm -hmm. this next one we have on the list i just did not expect that's because no one expects a spanish inquisition So this is one that I found particularly interesting, and it is called The Pair of Anguish. It is scary. Now, this was primarily used during the Spanish Inquisition. That took place between the late 1470s and actually the early 1800s, so like Mm. 400 years, just about. And during this time period, the Catholic Church was trying to weed out heretics and witches and basically purify the church. Of course. There were instances throughout all of Europe, not just Spain, but it was heavily concentrated in the countries that were controlled by the the church. So we're talking Italy, France, Spain. Okay. Like primary. There was also a little bit in England because there are Catholics in England. I mean, there's Catholics throughout all of Europe, but by the time this is taken off, um, we're starting to get like Lutheran is starting to be a thing. Uh, the Church of England is starting to be a thing, and that's part of what is the Catholic Church is fighting. You know, anything that's not Catholic, they're going to call a heretic, and they're going to try to get a confession and all that stuff. So the pear is a roughly pear-shaped and pear-sized iron tool with four petals like a flower. When it's closed, it looks like a pear, and when you twist the handle at the top, the petals slowly open. Of course, you can imagine this could have been stuck anywhere mm-hmm. and open, but the Inquisitioners had a almost metaphorical sense with this. It was primarily inserted into the mouth because it was primarily used to gain confessions against crimes that had to be spoken, basically. So lying, blasphemy, and witch hunts because you, you had to speak your curses. That makes sense. That being said, the primary victim of this were women. Because though both genders were accused of witchcraft, it was more often than not the women. But it, like I said, it could also be used to get a confession against blasphemers also, because that would be speaking against God, speaking against the church more specifically. Mm-hmm. 
but they would insert this in your mouth and they would open the petals and it would just force your jaw open wider and wider it would get to the point where it would pop your teeth out of your sockets your jaw becomes dislocated i th- that was in the documentary we watched also mm-hmm. i think she said your jaw dislocates first but as that's happening your teeth are also being crushed and there were i don't know how accurate these reports are or if it was more propaganda, but it said that people died of a heart attack of, from fear when mm-hmm. they would see it. Mm-hmm. Again, this is another one that was not meant to kill the victim. They were trying to force a confession. In most instances, particularly during the Spanish Inquisition, you were trying to get a confession, not straight up kill them. If they Because it's just close, so it, we don't have to go straight to hell for it, right? <laughs> well, they believed that they were doing what they were supposed to be doing. If they did get a genuine confession, they would let the person go. If the person would not confess, they were sentenced to life in prison. And if they confessed but then reverted back, they were usually sentenced to death. I, don't, I mean, there are a lot... Of different torture devices throughout the ages and every single one of them i just don't understand how like that was somebody's job to think of that and build it that's kind of what baffles me too with a lot of these is someone had to come up with that and like they are sick twisted mean 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 is bad <laughs> just to come up with that but at the same time like i find it interesting how punishment parallels the crime in a lot of these. Yeah. Like, someone put some real thought into it. Well, like one of the next ones that we have listed, the thumb screws. What was that majorly used for? Theft makes sense. Yeah, that would make sense. You know, I uh, thumb screws is one that I feel like you hear about a lot. If you weren't sure what the thumb screws are, it is a vice mechanism. And you just put your thumbs in on this plate, and there's another plate that's on top of that, and they just spin it down and slowly Mm. crush your thumbs. I always kind of imagine them like handcuffs or like a Chinese finger trap. Yeah, I was just about (laughs) to say that. Um, Now, I always associated this with the Tower of London, basically the castle that London's built around. Okay. But in researching this, I found out that it is mostly myth that... People were heavily tortured and executed at the Tower of London. Hmm. It was a prison, but most of the execution has happened at the Tower Hill. There were only seven people that died in the tower itself. Hmm. But I just thought that was an interesting little fun fact because it's definitely a place that has a lot of dark history and uh, it's featured on a lot of shows like Ghost Adventures and that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. But uh, it... In reality, it's not as dark as the myth. So another one that I've always kind of just associated with the the tower is the Iron Maiden. I love that band. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, we saw Iron Maiden for my 21st birthday. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But I was pregnant. (laughs) I think a lot of people know what the Iron Maiden is also. It's featured in a lot of different movies and TV shows, all kinds of things. And it's kind of just your generic um, spooky medieval vibe kind of prop, you know? Yeah. Uh, It was not designed to kill quickly anyway. Not like you would think. Not like you would think. 
it was a human shaped box with spikes on the inside. Mm-hmm. And the spikes were not long enough to be immediately lethal. You would slowly bleed out. Kind of give you a little poke. A little trickle. A little drippy drip. <laughs> <laughs> this is the precursor to you like using leeches for like bloodletting. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is too much. <laughs> it's enough slices. It's enough slices. <laughs> Funny enough, it was not a medieval torture device. It did not appear until the 1700s, which I think is crazy. I wonder why we have so many preconceived ideas that are not correct, like the London of Tower being a super gory place. If we're being honest, I think it's because our idea of what is medieval history is based off of contemporary fantasy works. Mm. I feel like there's a lot about medieval european culture that we base more off of fantasy than reality uh the prevalence of plate armor you say a knight in shining armor you mean a knight in plate armor for the majority of the middle ages it was chainmail and a helmet Hmm. there's a lot that there's a point where fact and fiction deviated and it just got worse over like farther apart over time that makes sense. Vlad the Impaler and Dracula. Yeah. The difference there. Yeah. The dramatization. Yes, and we've clung to that dramatization and to the point that that is what we perceive as reality. That makes sense. The more you know. Just like we also have this idea of the Greeks being these super high-cultured, you know, sophisticated kind of society, and they're the ones that invented the rack. Mm-hmm. That's brutal. Another one that I've heard about before is bamboo torture. And I think a lot of people have heard about how they would use bamboo to pop people's fingernails off. They mm-hmm. just put it on the inside of your fingernail and hit a hammer at the end. Pop that sucker right off. But another technique that they used with the bamboo was to put somebody over growing bamboo Bamboo can grow really fast. It can grow up to three feet in 24 hours, which is crazy. Yeah. (laughs) So they're just going to hang you over this growing bamboo. So it's going to grow into your back. And it's sharp Mm -hmm. at the tip. Fun fact, bamboo's basically just grass. That's also crazy. (laughs) Death grass. Death grass. (laughs) So you'll start to have little incisions as it slowly grows, and you're just going to be impaled over the next 24 hours. Yeah. Um, And I thought this was cool, but Mythbusters did an episode on this where they had a human-sized lump of ballistic gelatin that they let the bamboo grow through, and it took about three days. Mm -hmm. That would be awful to set through that for three days. Yeah. Also, Mythbusters was the best. I know. I miss that show. It was so cool. Obviously, that was not a European practice. It was prevalent in China, Indochina, and Japan. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine just sitting there? Like, somebody has to be around in the area to make sure they don't get away, right? So you just sit there and listen to this person slowly die for three days? I'm sure they were tied up. Well, yeah, but still... You don't have, like, an insurance policy to make sure they don't get away? <laughs> have you, 
No, you don't. Have you not ever seen a Bond movie in your life? (laughs) (laughs) No, I watched Austin Powers. (laughs) You're supposed to just let the heroes sway over the sharks with freaking lasers and you go about your business. Oh, I missed the memo, I guess. (laughs) Duh. Duh. So let's talk another Greek one. Go for it. The brazen bull. Ooh, yeah. Is anybody hungry? You're not going to be after this. <laughs> no. <laughs> so this is a giant brass bull that has a door on the side in which a person can be loaded. And then they would light a fire underneath it. And you burn to death. It's basically a cooker. Now, they would put herbs inside the nostrils of the bull so that as the smoke came out, it smelled pretty. I've also heard other accounts that they had certain horns on the inside, so it sounded like a bull. As you screamed. Yeah. Yeah. Your screams are the sound of the bull. Mm -hmm. I couldn't find this when we were researching it but i remember when i first learned about this it was a bull because it had something to do with king midas and the minotaur and all that stuff oh um i think bulls were pretty significant in the greek culture Hmm. but i could be wrong that's just coming from a memory but i couldn't find any actual text over it Either way, it would be terrible. Maybe it's from maybe that memory is from a different timeline, so I couldn't find it. <laughs> Does not compute. <laughs> it's like the, uh, what is it? The bell cheese. Oh, the baby bell. The baby bells, and like people arguing whether the mascot had a nose ring or not. Oh, all of that stuff. Fruit of the Loom. Uh-huh. How it's always had a cornucopia with it, and now it just doesn't. Yeah, it's weird. Weird things. That's weird. That's weird. This next one was practiced in ancient Persia. And it just, oof. This one is going to give you the ick. It's pretty gross. They started this practice around 500 BC. But the victim, they would be placed in a hollowed out log or a boat. And their hands and feet were tied at each end. So you can't get out. Then the victim was forced to ingest a mixture of milk and honey until they uncontrollably voided their bowels. It's gross. I told y'all. And this is just the beginning of the gross. So once they voided their bowels from either end, their skin was smeared with more milk and honey on top of their bodily fluids. And they were just left exposed in the sun to just bake, basically. Bake in the sun and this nasty filth. And all the stuff that comes with it. Like bugs. The insects. Animals around. They start basically eating you alive. And because you have these open wounds, the bugs burrow into your nasty, rancid wounds and start laying eggs. And then you're also eaten from the inside out. Like we talked about it a second ago, it takes a certain kind of mean to come up with this stuff. So mean. Demented. Like, what is wrong with you? Who hurt you? Yeah. 
And how do you sleep at night also? (laughs) And you couldn't do anything about it. You just feel all of these bugs crawling inside of you and you can't do anything. There was a Greek historian who claimed that it took a victim 17 days to die. And I don't know if that was from starvation or sepsis or lack, I mean, blood loss, because you're going to be decaying and oozing at this point also. Well, and you also have to take that with a grain of salt, too. In that in that documentary we watched, they were talking about Vlad the Impaler mm-hmm. and how he allegedly were was able to impale these people on wooden poles in a way that they lived for seven days. Yeah. Well, then they went in with a surgical expert and they proved that it could be done like the max you could live is two days mm-hmm. they, they they proved it with like science, <laughs> science. <laughs> so it, because a lot of those historical accounts historians is a term that we we gave them that's not a title they had they were philosophers and poets and they tended to embellish gotcha especially when you were talking in the the um, BC times. A little extra. A little extra. I can't imagine anybody would live 17 days through that. I I would think you would die of shock a lot you faster would have than to. that. Exposure. All kinds of stuff. That one, I think that one probably grossed me out the most. That's definitely the grossest. But I didn't know about that before we started researching. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that is probably more common is the uh, the burning at the stake, which was mostly used once again during the Spanish Inquisition. Mm-hmm. It was typically a punishment for witches and witches and Protestants because they didn't they they didn't like the Protestants. But there were several ways that they would prepare the stake. I thought that was really interesting. I just assumed that a burning stake was a burning stake, that it didn't matter how it was set up. Yeah, and um, so one way was almost making like a teepee with firewood around the stake. Mm -hmm. Another way would be the stake is built right on top of the firewood. Mm -hmm. And then the third is there's a center pole and then a circle of firewood around it. It was a ring of fire. A ring of fire. If you will. And you would go down, down, down. <laughs> um, but depending on how your steak was prepared, determined how long you suffered. And how you died also. The first two, the with the, the TP kind of set up and being staked directly above the firewood, the flames got to your face faster. In which you would bring breathe the flame in and then suffocate, mm-hmm. which was a lot faster. One way is it would just close your windpipe uh-huh. so you couldn't get any air in. The other way was if it got into your lungs and your lungs would start to fill with your own secretions and you drown in your fluids. Right. Which but, is so ironic to be burning right. and drowning at the same but time. Th- those were fairly quick. In the third setup where it was a ring around the stake... The flames were not actually close enough to touch the the victim. 
You couldn't necessarily. inhale it as easily. You couldn't inhale it. It was why, but the temperature rose to where you actually burned, roasted, roasted, and that could take up to fifteen minutes. Ugh, I can't imagine. But that practice was fairly quickly banned throughout the the Inquisition, and, and I know another instance of fantasy kind of outliving the fiction you know there's this conception that all witches were burned at the stake Mm -hmm. well during during the english witch hunts and the witch hunts in north america that had been long outlawed and they by that point the the method was to be hanged Mm -hmm. which is a lot more um for lack of a better term humane yeah you just hope your neck snaps hope the the noose is tied correctly mm-hmm. because if your neck doesn't snap you're just gonna hang and suffocate the fact is that most hit most uh alleged witches were hanged not burned this next one makes me hurt it doesn't necessarily give me the ick but ouch for whatever reason, it reminds me of, like, Game of Thrones, even though oh, it's yeah. not in there. For sure. We're talking about the breaking wheel. Also known as the Catherine wheel. Yes. But it is basically a big wagon wheel, and you were tied to it. And from what I saw was that your arms and legs are supposed to go in the space between the spokes, and you're spun around, and somebody has a giant hammer, and they just... Hammer away at your limbs through the open spaces of the wagon wheel. It gets its name from the Saint Saint Catherine, mm-hmm. who I forget the whole story, but she was an early Christian sentenced to death. And they were going to use this wheel, but she touched it and it shattered. Yes. Uh, and then she was just beheaded. Like, fine. Easy peasy. Yeah. She said she was the wife of Jesus. I don't know if she claimed that or if that's what was legend embellished. Yeah. I also saw other accounts where you would just lay on the ground and they would drop a wagon wheel on you repeatedly in different areas of your body mm-hmm. and just break you that way. I think the hammer would probably be worse. It's one of those like tomato tomato kind yeah, of situations. They both suck pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> but see, then, like we have things like this. But burning at the stake was where we crossed the line? That's what got abolished so quickly? Like, I mean, what makes that so much worse if than that? If we're being technical, they don't do this anymore, so it was abolished <laughs> at one point, too. I mean, yes. But where is somebody like, whoa, 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 guys? We might have overdone it slightly. I do wonder, like, when someone is like, mm, you know what we shouldn't do anymore? Well, and that's crazy, too, because of this last one that we were going to talk about is super brutal. It's probably mm-hmm. the most brutal one we have. It's another one that holds significance to the culture that it's from. Which, we're talking about the Vikings, so it makes sense that it is extremely brutal, but dang. And this is this is a, called the Blood Eagle. They showed it in, uh, what show was that that we were watching? It was called Vikings. Okay, so they show it in that series. And in great detail, they do a good description of it. So if you're squeamish, be careful there. 
many scholars believe there it was a very specific crime that this was a punishment for, and that would be a um a nobleman being punished for murdering their father. Mm-hmm. That would be a very good deterrent to keep you from keep keep your relatives from offing you to gain power, you know. I, is this the only instance where that is known to be a rule or a I'm not sure. A policy? <laughs> a policy. <laughs> I, I'm not sure on that one. It sounds like it's meant to be super symbolic and all kinds of stuff like that. So if you haven't seen Vikings with what we're talking about, they flay the back open and they expose your spinal column and then they break your ribs off of your spinal column and then break them out even further so they're bent backwards on themselves so it looks like bloody wings and then they pull your lungs out and they just hang to the side right they pull your lungs out and yeah i so now i'd also seen where they don't do anything with the ribs they just pull your lungs between your ribs oh and out your back that's what i was saying i've seen both ways but also they some accounts they pull it between the ribs and the lungs are supposed to be the wings not the ribs sticking out oh i see okay but it it does say that I saw another thing that said that they put stinging salt on the lung to cause suffocation at that point. Oh, okay. But the initial wounds and the agony from all of the mutilating happening and then the blood loss, they're probably going to be passed out before their lungs start being ripped out of them. This is another one where I would think you would just die of shock. Yes. And that was the instance with a lot of them that we had found was that the pain was just so immense, there was so much going on, and you, your body just takes over and makes you have a heart attack to put you out of your misery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's definitely brutal. I mean, it comes from a pretty brutal culture. Mm-hmm. But all of them, all of the torture techniques are just crazy. Yeah. It, and these aren't even, I mean, this barely scratches the surface. Yeah, you could find information on this for days. I kind of got nervous looking up research for it, though. (laughs) I was, too. (laughs) Get flagged for something crazy. But any hoozle, if you're looking for some more information, uh, that documentary we were watching, most of what we found was on, it originally aired on History Channel, but we found it on YouTube. And the, the name of the show was Ancient Discoveries. And I think there's a couple episodes about different things. Throughout the different throughout the ages, uh, mm-hmm. we per- in particularly watched the name of the episode is Ancient Torture Tech. There's also an entire channel on YouTube called the Infographic Show, which has some really good. Uh, they average maybe five to seven minutes of video about specific devices or execution techniques and stuff like that, and it's all like really cute animation. <laughs> so it kind of super cute balances out the grotesqueness. Yeah. Makes you kind of forget how awful they are. Yeah. (laughs) With that being said, I don't think I have anything else. That's all I've got. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Be sure you're sharing. Get all your friends to listen. And we have a Facebook, a TikTok, and an Instagram. You can also reach us through our email address. 
which is reaperscreepers.spooky22 at gmail.com. Yeah, so reach out to us. Let us know your spooky stories, and we'll see you next time. Bye.